Hey, man, this is God's word for us. Uh, first from Paul. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. And this from the author to the letter of the Hebrews. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us cast aside everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and sits at the right hand of the throne of God. This is the word of the Lord. Be to God. Amen. Be seated, please. I see dead people. I see dead people. When I think about my life, when I'm in this room, when I'm in other places, I see people who've died in the past year. I look over on the east side, and I see at 8.30 on Sunday mornings, Bob. And I see Bob sitting there encouraging me whether or not he's had a good day physically, whether or not the Spurs have been playing late on the West Coast. He would be there. And his encouragement for me would be there. And then I look on the east, the west side of the church. And I see on this side, Lee, who as she closed in on her 90th year, often sat in our sanctuary with three other generations of Christ followers behind her. Seeing that family walking with Christ together was an encouragement. I look in, uh, upstairs in the workroom and I see Harry. And I see Harry and I hear Harry say to me, let me tell you something. Have I ever told you how much this church means to me? And then I go down to the parlor and I see Don. And as I'm teaching Bible study, I see Don with his Isaac Asimov's commentary on the Bible. And as I'm teaching, he's checking my facts. And it would give him great delight to catch me or throw me off if he could. But not as much delight as he got from watching me sit nervously on the house of a habitat, uh, on the roof of a habitat house that we were building, because he knew I felt about those heights. But I see him. And then I look behind me in this little room that you probably can't even see where we set up for worship, especially on Communion Sunday. And I see Peggy, who with Mike quietly, every time there was communion, came and set the table so that we might celebrate the Lord's Supper together. I see so many people on that list that I read this year. I see these dead people. But I see people who have died even before them. I see my grandparents My grandparents were dyed-in-the-wool Southern Baptists. And so what they started doing when I was a young child is when Billy Graham was on TV, they would lure me over with promise of banana pudding. And I would follow. And then while we were watching Billy Graham, they would say to me, David, there's no more important job in the world than being a preacher. And they prayed every day that one of their grandchildren would be a preacher. And, of course, God and God's sovereignty and wonderful sense of humor gave these Southern Baptist grandparents a Methodist preacher in the family. (laughs) And I see Harold. And I see Harold, and I remember back in 1981 and 1982, Harold would make a couple hours on Tuesday mornings for two young pastors who were really quite sure they knew more about the ministry since they were just out of seminary than Harold would ever know. And patiently he gave his time 
to these two pastors. One of them stands before you today. The other one just recently became bishop of all the Methodist churches from Round Rock to Fort Worth and a few miles either side of that line. I see him. I see dead people. And I see these dead people and they help me live. They help me live because of their encouragement. And quite frankly, all of us need encouragement. Encouragement is the fuel that keeps us going in the faith and in the life. Gerald Sitzer in his wonderful book, Love One Another, compares encouragement to the regular maintenance that you do on a car. If you want to keep it going, you, you continue to main, maintain it. If we want to keep going as Christians, we'll need this encouragement. Mark Twain thought so much of encouragement that he said, as, as I'd mentioned on the video, that he could go three months on one good compliment. Paul thought so much of encouragement that he wrote the church of Thessalonica and said, keep on encouraging each other and building each other up. And then when he listed the many gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to the church in Romans 12, one of the gifts he mentions is the gift of encouragement. Now, how do we encourage people? I suppose there are two main ways. We encourage people through our words, through words that we say, words that we write. And we encourage people through our presence. First of all, being with them when they need us most, but also being in front of them and living the life of faith in front of them and being an example of Christ for them. Because I think the key method of encouragement for my life has always been the example of other people. And I believe other great people have figured this out. Edmund Burke, the great British statesman more than two centuries ago, said, whatever school we go to, there's one school that's universal. We all enroll in the school of example. We're all learning much more from the example of other people than from the books that are set before us. Aristotle had figured that out um, centuries earlier when he said this. He said, if you want to learn how to be an ethical person, a good person, you must follow a good person around. Jesus would have agreed. Jesus, when talking about disciples, said this, a master is above the student, a student's not above the master, but it is enough, he said, for the student to be just like the master. The goal, as we'll talk about in the Bible study this afternoon, is for the disciples of Jesus to be just like Jesus, and the way they get there is by watching his example. And so I stand before you, as one who has benefited from the example of so many of those names that I read today and so many names that there are not time, that there's not time to read, so many they would more than fill up the candles on this table. But I stand here because of encouragement. And I'm a little sad. And I'm not sad that these people are no longer here because, as I told you, I see them. They're here for me. I'm sad because of all the people that didn't get to know them and didn't get to see them. And so I ask God, what's your plan? How are other people who didn't see them supposed to learn and supposed to grow? And I believe the answer from God to me and to you is very clear, that they are to grow and they are to learn by watching you and by watching me. We are the people whose lives will speak to others, not just today, but it will even speak after our own death. And years from now, people will see us in this room, even when we are no longer physically here. Encouragement is the fuel that keeps us going. And God's means of encouraging the world around us is to use you and me 
and the examples of the lives that we lead. As we continue in worship this morning, I think one of the ways that we all encourage people is through our parenting and grandparenting. So uh, I'd like to invite, if parents or grandparents are here with either their children or grandchildren this morning, if they're here with you right now, uh, would you stand up? I'd like to pray for God to bless you in your example. Would you stand up? Thank you. And this church has always cared about children. This church was founded because of children. And if you'd like to discuss about how we're going to reach children in need in the coming year, uh, we're going to have a a lunch after church today, after 11 o'clock, and you don't need reservation, and we'd invite you to show up. Lord, let us pray. Lord, I give you thanks for the parents and, and grandparents in this room who are with their children at this moment. I ask that your Holy Spirit would encourage and strengthen their lives, that they would walk by faith in such a way that their lives would speak to their loved ones, not just today, but always. I ask this in your son's name. Amen. Would you remain standing with the rest of the congregation stand? Many of you are parents and grandparents and neighbors and co-workers and friends of others who will watch your life. And I want to ask God to bless your life and your example as well. Gracious and loving God, send your Holy Spirit upon every person in this room that as they live their lives before children, grandchildren, neighbors, co-workers, friends, that they will live lives that reflect your love and your grace. May we each be an example to the world around us. I ask this in your son's precious name. Amen. Thank you, and you may be seated.